the simplest commercial baking resource brought to you by Bakerpedia and hosted by Mark Florka. With 45 years of industry experience, Mark knows the ins and outs of baking. He is Bakerpedia's community forum manager and baking instructor. He's here to share knowledge and help you grow connections. You're listening to the Baked In Science Podcast. Hello, bakers. Welcome to Bakerpedia's Baked In Science Podcast. I'm your host, Mark Florka. I'm calling this episode Mix, Match, Maximize. We are going to mix it up a little and give you insights and inspiration to maximize opportunities for growth, innovation, and diversification. It's our hope that you will enjoy the conversations and find some useful and interesting information. I will be chatting with two guests today, Al Orr of JNK Ingredients and Tomas Herkstra from IREX. Let's get on with the show. So welcome to the Baked and Science podcast. My guest today is Al of uh, JNK Ingredients. Welcome, Al. We're glad to have you here. If you want to tell us a little bit about yourself and JNK, I'd really appreciate that. Hi, Mark. Well, thank you so much for uh, inviting us onto your podcast. Uh, my name is Al Gore. I've been with JNK Ingredients for uh, over 16 years now as, as the Vice President of Sales and Marketing, with about 12 years in the baking industry uh, prior to that also also in baking ingredient sales. Sawsville Foods has been around since 1899. Uh, that's J&K Ingredients. So they're going, they're over 120 years old. Uh, the current owner is Jim Sawsville. He's a fourth generation owner and we are a valued added ingredient manufacturer. Excellent. And you're, you're in the New England area, is that correct? We're located in, in Northern New Jersey. Oh, okay. Oh, sorry. Yep. Yep. But but we ship uh, pallets and truckloads throughout the United States, North America, and containers uh, to virtually uh, six continents. <laughs> oh, excellent! Fantastic. Yeah. That's wow. That's cool. Yeah. I suppose some of that you must be doing some some customized blending for some of your customers. Is that true? A- absolutely. That's a um, part of our business that we do like to talk about and we do address with some customers. Um, it, custom blending has become something that um, is becoming very popular these days for small, medium and large uh, bakeries. I, I work in the, the, the mixed business you know, specifically uh, um, for a while myself. And I was kind of wondering there, we we had in our portfolio, we, we tended to differentiate between mixes and bases and concentrates. Do you do some of that as well? And, and how would you categorize that? Because everybody seems to, at least the bakers seem to have different ideas of what this is. Can you kind of walk us through, you know, kind of mixes, bases and concentrates and, and how you view yeah, that? Right? I'd love to. I- Absolutely. You know, there, there's no set in stone uh, Wikipedia definitions, I guess, yeah, 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 of, exactly, of yeah. a, a concentrate versus a base versus a mix. But there's some generally accepted definitions of each of those terms. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's start off with the mix if we, if we can. Uh, a mix is basically all included. It, it's all in. There's mixes out there that are basically what's considered 100%, meaning that all you're adding is water. Okay, mm-hmm. um, and then you're 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 going to form your dough, or more than likely your batter, if it's a complete mix, and then process as such. Uh, but then there's some mixes that are 50%, meaning that 
you might add 50 pounds of this mix plus 50 pounds of say wheat flour okay mm -hmm. and then add your water and that would be a 50 that would be what would be called a 50 percent mix which is still not a base because mm -hmm. it's still too high of a percentage usage level um and when i say add water it could also be other liquid type ingredients such as uh oils uh fats products like that uh yeah. as well as yeast also if it's, mm -hmm. if it's a yeast raised mm -hmm. baked good a lot of times that will not be in the mix for obvious reasons uh, it can be it can be though if, it, yeah. if, it's, if it's an instant uh, dry yeast but uh usually uh you're adding water your fat whether it be oil or shortening uh yeast um even with a hundred percent mix and yeah. then the next the next custom blend if you would would be a base which is even more broader than a mix there's bases that go up to say 20 percent and when i say percent i mean baker's percent uh -huh, when uh -huh. i say 20 yeah. percent yeah that's I mean, that's our common language yeah, yeah. It's, okay it's, right, right based on the flour yep, yep. based on the flour exactly yep. Yep. so it would be you know 100 pounds of flour uh 20 pounds of base okay and mm -hmm. that would be a um a, a large base if you will uh meaning that it's not very concentrated you're still using 20 pounds of it per 100 pounds of flour mm -hmm. with something like that in addition to adding the oil water oil uh, shortening yeast uh, you might also add um obviously you're going to add additional flour the, the 100 pounds of flour or, or whatever the formula calls for and then perhaps sweeteners also mm -hmm. uh, and they could be liquid or dry but sweeteners are generally easily accessible so does that does that give the user then sometimes um, flexibility as far as a choice in sweetener that they can they can switch between sucrose and and corn yep. syrup or or even look at using erythritol and stevia or things like that? Absolutely, there, there's a lot of uh, flexibility that goes into when they can add their own sweetener. You can you can go with straight grand sugar, you know, mm -hmm. uh, granulated sugar. Um, or you can you can go for uh, lower sugar profiles. You can use the high intensity sweeteners, yep. some sugar alcohols, mm -hmm. um, and then there's also uh, GMO issues where you can uh, use yeah, uh, yeah. cane versus uh, corn mm -hmm. um, and, and, and uh, items like that. Um, something else it does is it gives the person the ability to add, say, uh, brown sugar versus white sugar in, in a bagel formula or or some combination thereof where you're being able to further customize your finished product. A concentrated base would be something, say, 3% of flour weight. And we manufacture some of those too. Wow. Um, one happens to be a, a concentrated bagel base, where mm -hmm. now it's, it's, um, there's some flour in there, there might be some sweetener in there, but there's mostly, it's all uh, minor and micro ingredients, but as opposed to your traditional, say, 5% bagel base or 6% bagel base, it's a little bit more concentrated which all that does is while the baker then would be adding or and or scaling more ingredients at the mixer, it makes it economically more attractive to the baker. So it's sort of like a nice compromise between say a, a, a regular base and a scratch recipe is a concentrated base. Uh, it's something that provides you the advantages of sourcing the materials, scaling them, but still having the ability to um, buy your, large raw materials that are low in cost on your own, meaning sugar, uh, flour, uh, yeah. other products that are, that are. Yeah. And like with, with something like bagels is a perfect example. I mean, I can, I can contract my own flour right. and then, 
by the concentrate to maintain consistency, not have to inventory all those micros, not have to source them and everything. So, you know, that kind of leads me into a, a question in that sense that this this is part of the the argument or conversation against the addition of cost. Like when you, um, of course, you have costs because you're procuring and inventorying these ingredients, blending them, packing them into the to the the, the fifty pound bags or whatever. Um, but it it save your your buying power increases and it saves me all of that labor and everything on my end. So it's it's really you know is that a fair way of explaining a bit of a win win situation that you know when when bakers tell me that well you know I don't want to use a blend because it's too expensive like what well, how do you sort of right. talk to that right? sure um, you know it, it depends on a specific um, uh, bakery but there's also um, custom blends that are uh, concentrates, okay, where it's a one to 2% of flour weight type product, okay? And those are gonna be your dough conditioners, your um, enzyme shelf life extenders, uh, and, and products like that, where there's still a lot of micros and minors. And when I say a micro ingredient, I'm talking about something used in parts per million, okay? That's not scaled out at even the largest industrial bakery. Um, and tablets don't count because they're probably not using tablets at the larger industrial bakery. Mm -hmm. um, so, so there's a big um, misconception mark, if you will, about bases being so much more expensive than scratch. Um, they can be at, at times, but at times they can actually be less expensive to the baker's bottom line and create value for, for that bakery in, in many ways. And I'll address all of those um, right now. Um, let's talk about time savings, first of all, because there mm -hmm. is, it's, you know, there's bakers, no bowl costs, but there's also a, a time and, and um, a time and effort element to, to the overall value that, that, a, that a base or a concentrated base or concentrated um, dough conditioner adds to, to the equation. Um, multiple steps can be eliminated um, by using a base, okay, where um, the baker now doesn't have to stock 10 different ingredients, okay? They yep. don't have to scale 10 different ingredients or with a chance of um, a scaling error or forgetting to add it, okay? Especially the smaller products. Oh, especially if they, if they attempt anything like you were mentioning, like ascorbic acid or anything like that, I mean. What the bases do is, okay, it allows for a high level of consistency. And then basically you don't need to then troubleshoot 12 different ingredients. Did I add this? Where, where's the spec on this? Where's the COA on this? Where, yep. Where's the scaling um, uh, log? Was it, was it added at the right time? Was it added in the right amount? Um, as opposed to the base, which is now one ingredient instead of 10. So then you can do your, your um, uh, questions on that alone, okay? Mm -hmm. And in mixed houses and, and dry blending companies, they're, expert, they're experts at blending dry ingredients together to get a uniform, uh, homogenous product that's mm -hmm. already pre-blended so that it, it, it disperses and distributes better in your mixer. Um, some of the other advantages as, as well as, um, I say time savings, but they're really equally cost savings, uh, is the ordering of all those raw materials, okay? You're now you're placing one order instead of say 10, receiving the raw materials at, at your shipping and receiving dock, uh, storing all those various raw materials, and, um, and some of these raw materials, 
are not easy to find or locate or certainly not easy to buy with minimum order quantities that bakers would need to do. They yep. might not have that ability to do that. But yeah, the mix house to the dry blender does because they're using that ingredient in many bases. So they're getting it not only at a, at a much better shipping rate, they also can get it, period, because they can meet the minimum order requirement and they're, they're more than likely paying uh, a lower price than the baker would for the same ingredient. So while the baker, while the dry ingredient house does have um, costs, obviously they're, they're buying these ingredients and blending them, usually in the end, uh, again, depending on, on the bakery and the product and the raw materials involved, there's a very good chance that the actual bowl cost as well as not, in, not even addressing the time savings, but the bulk cost itself may be lower than if the baker did the scratch recipe exactly. because yeah, of the raw material savings. And then when you, if you start to factor in any of the labor things, you know, if you do, if you do a proper costing on something, then, uh, you know, once you get beyond the bowl, you, 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 your savings just in, increase that much more. Exactly, Mark, because what, what it does is this. If we like this, you know, with my customers, we'll have these frank and open conversations where if we can basically give them a concentrated custom base, okay, or, you know, it doesn't have to be concentrated. It doesn't have to be a 2 or 3%. It could be a 10%. It could be a 20%, but a customized product, okay, that basically gives them the same bowl cost as scratch, then they know, they know they're going to save money, time, and reduce errors, so they're going to go ahead with it. Yeah, um, so that, because of all the other other ingredients, you know, you don't have to, you don't have ten ingredient bins. Then you don't exactly. have. Um, it, it takes care of a lot of headaches, and and you're not you're not fixing as many scaling errors and those types of problems. When, when you, some of these ingredients, you have to buy them. Even in the smallest quantity you have that you can get them, as you mentioned, you know you may be buying them in fifty or hundred pound bags that are going to last you months if you if you don't um, buy them constantly you know in the pre blended concentrate that, so then you have to maintain that or you have the initial financial outlay and that kind of leads me is that talking to my friends of mine who are bakers and chefs and things like that is that it becomes an issue that if you're open. Um, or opening again, you have limited staff, um, either because you you have to maintain certain amount of social distancing within the, you know in your facility, or because they're just not available because they're sick you know and they're quarantining or something like that, and so that made me think you know mixes are are a huge you know mixes and concentrates and bases they're a huge help in these situations where. Um, you can, you know, for a mid-sized bakery, even who is going to use like the full mixes, like you're talking about, I mean, I can uh, bring in a cookie mix and then make, you know, six different kinds of cookies from that with small additions. And there's a whole bunch of other ingredients I don't need to inventory uh, at that time. So it helps lower my inbound cost a little bit and stuff. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm stealing your thunder a little bit no, here. No. But if, if no, you're you can, doing a great job, Mark. Um, if you can on. kind of uh, expand on on some of that and where, you know, like the, uh, you know, the, and, and so that they don't just hear it from me, but you know, the, yeah. the, 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 the pandemic is, it's like, you know, in like in Chinese, they, they, the word for crisis is made up of two symbols. Um, and it's danger and opportunity. Okay. And so we're in a danger opportunity. There is 
danger in the pandemic, but it's an opportunity. And so how can bakers you know, use this opportunity and using products like yours to, to help make it easy for them to continue doing their business? Yeah, sure. Uh, and, you, and you brought up a great point before, too. You mentioned um, some of those really minor micro-ingredients. The baker who tries a scratch recipe, whether they are able to even secure one or two boxes of something, chances are that product's going to uh, become um, out of date code but before they finish it. Yep. So there's a lot of expense with that mm-hmm. that goes on that you're throwing, and we see that all the time. Um, but yeah, no, there, there's no doubt with, with the ease of, of bases keeps it simpler. It keeps it um, more foolproof, if you will. So Mark, something I'd like to talk about um, with, with mixes, bases, and concentrates is the customization option. Meaning yeah. that what we can do is um, if it's a right fit, J&K can manufacture a custom product uh, for that particular bakery. And it needs to be a good fit. There needs to be a lot of vetting on both parties, meaning the bakery and the ingredient uh, blender, okay? Because um, there's got to be, you know, some tough questions asked ahead of time before they go into the agreement as far as, you know, who's going to source the raw materials, Mm -hmm. uh, who's going to actually buy those raw materials. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then with the case of customized products, Mark, what always comes up is – well, we want to tweak it again, the formula, but we, we, um, we've already bought a lot of these unique raw materials for this particular custom product. So then who's going to um, handle that inventory now of raw materials that doesn't have any other home? Yeah. So those are questions that need to be asked beforehand exactly. uh, on how they will be handled. And as long as there's good dialogue and an open, frank conversation between the bakery and the ingredient uh, blender, um, those, th- those problems can be um, put off uh, permanently. We offer product development at JNK Ingredients. We'll work with uh, your R&D team, okay? Basically, you can come to our lab and work with us, or we can send people to your lab. Uh, and a lot of the preliminary work is, is done, um, you know, in, in theory over emails and, and, and just crunching some ideas back and forth. Before we had the chance to meet, I actually got to work with your R&D guy, Nigel, right? And sure. um, um, we were working on a project together. And that, that was a really a multi-layered, convoluted challenge. <laughs> Nigel uh, helped supported that as well for a baker in New England who was making the product for another company altogether who was setting all of the 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 you know the restrictions and the no-nos and everything else like that and it was just it was it was difficult and you have been and I have to say you guys were great to work with so some good relationships came out of that as well yeah. that's what I'm always fondly remember but the to, to emphasize what you're saying is yes, the the customized R and D support you you provide is is outstanding. I mean, and uh, and you have other resources. The um, actually a friend of mine who introduced me to you, he has his own uh, um, little R and D lab in in Joycey, right? Is mm-hmm. uh, is uh, Mr. Bontempo? Um, oh, sure. Uh, yes, and. Uh, um, and uh, so, yeah, we all have, it's, you know, I always say it's, it's a big industry, but it's a small family, right? Very um, true. When you're doing customization, um, how do you handle um, things like confidentiality agreements or non-disclosure agreements? Usually the customer, the bakery, who, 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 if they own the formula uh, and, and, they, and they wish to work for us, they'll send us an NDA. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll sign it and return it to them, which is a non-disclosure agreement. 
basically saying we cannot use any of this information for anybody other than the yeah. bakery. And, and those are fairly um, standard, uh, straightforward, um, and effective tools to do that. And then what it does is it really allows that bakery a lot more security by doing a customized blend, okay, than if they just had a scratch recipe with all those raw materials. Because yep. especially if in today's, like you said, unfortunately or fortunately, Mark, what you described is more usual than, than not usual as far as yep. a lot of these custom blends and, and, and modern day baking goes where there's a bakery, there's maybe a marketing company, there's ingredient suppliers, there might even be an R&D outlet that's, that's a fourth party involved. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. so there's a lot of moving parts. So yep. what a custom product does is it assures the owner of that formula, who's, who's the baker, okay, um, or it can be it can be J and K. If the bakery says, "Look, you guys do the R and D for us and work with us, and and um, you know it'll be it'll be your formula." What it'll be all discussed ahead of time, and then what that does is it allows that that bakery then that 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 person who wants that product to be able to send those bases to maybe three different co-packers and tell those co-packers use this blend at five percent to make this baked product. Mm-hmm. And that and that co-packer says okay, and that co-packer doesn't know the formula; they just know um, the ingredient statement because that's right on the the, the the packaging. But they don't know the percentages, and and that's very important for that bakery to maintain that type of uh, confidentiality. So actually, it really helps the, the baker um, keep their formula uh, private, but by, by doing something like that, because the formula itself then is not known. It, the, 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 the co-packers are only adding a base. They're not adding those 12 yeah. ingredients and in the exact percentages. As, as labor moves around and things like that too, yes. um, you know, then you also don't run the risk of somebody stealing your formula, your information, and That's taking right. it to a competitor and, and now launching the same product over there. And they have not expended any R&D into it, right? Um, they, did, they just take a stolen information and, and launch it. I mean, um, I used to see that happen more often than not, um, like 20, 30 years ago. Um, and uh, th- that's, that's happening less today. You, you were mentioning some uh, things about um, R&D parties involved yeah. in some of these things. And, and I have some uh, friends and acquaintances who um, that's part of their business. They're, they they basically uh, they do R and D as a, as a business for customers, and so if I'm an entrepreneur, uh, at what point do you say um, yes, you'll support it to help them develop the product, or you say, well, you need to do more R and D on your own first. We're not going to create it from scratch for you, sort of thing, right? Um, it's, sure. You know, must be a delicate conversation there yeah, as well too. That's that, that's the great point, and, and that's why it's really a partnership between the bakery and and the dry blender. Okay, and what I mean by that is this: um, I'd say we provide R and D, and we do. Okay, now does that mean that we're going to provide R and D realistically to a home baker who's got the best muffin formula in the world? and wants to sell them on her lemonade stand outside? Of course not. So, <laughs> so I'm being a little facetious, but mm-hmm. not completely. We are extremely flexible and, and we want to work with people, but it's got to be a good fit for both parties for it to work. If it's not, these, these, these end in, in um, 
in, in not so nice terms then. So we need to have some real honest discussions and a lot of trust on both parties to go into that. Um, so we do provide the R&D support, but we do, we do want to vet that a little bit before we invest all that time and energy and money into uh, either creating or tweaking a, a, a formula and doing the bait testing. We want to make sure it, it's a solid partner. So many times it's, a, it's an existing customer or it's somebody who's worked with us before um, and, and vice versa, where they, they trust us, we trust them, and we know that there's something solid uh, to go forth with. It's not really about um, uh, limiting yourself. It's more a matter of uh, looking again for for more opportunity and things like that for the yeah. baker, right? Um, uh, because with your R and D, do you provide also some help in that? Say with some of the or brochures or things with some of the existing products you have to give the baker, whether it be seasonal ideas or just alternative ideas, so that they can differentiate themselves a little bit from everybody who's making a, a vanilla muffin, for example, sure. right? We do have many bases that we manufacture that are quote unquote off the shelf, if you will. Mm -hmm. uh, in in J and K, we're, we're we're known um, for our potato bread and roll base. Oh, wow. uh, it, it, we think it's the number one seller in, in the country. If, if it's not, it should be. Mm -hmm. um, but it's uh, it's it's a flavor base. Okay, what what do I mean by that? Okay, many bases, if they're five or ten percent of flour weight, uh, they'll have a dough conditioning system in there already. They'll have um, they're basically um, concentrated mixes. I'm really getting the phraseology mm -hmm. here, which is fine, but, but, but ours is a, what, what's considered a flavor base, meaning that our five potato or our 10 potato, let's say our 10 potato, that's, that's our number one selling base on, on a per poundage basis. Um, all the baker needs to do is add 10 pounds of that to 100 pounds of flour, and then the rest of their scratch recipe, which would be their dough conditioners, their yeast, their, you know, other tweaks they might have to mm -hmm. produce an excellent um, looking, smelling, and, and, and tasting potato roll or potato bread, okay? Mm -hmm. So while it's an off-the-shelf product, it gives the baker a lot of flexibility, but a lot of times that, that potato bun will look a lot different coming out of each of those bakeries because how they fine-tune the formula and especially their process because of the equipment they're using. So that, that, that's like an, an excellent example of in this world of – of parbic and frozen dough where everybody kind of has the same stuff that comes out of the freezer and they're just, you know, reheating or, or brown and serve type of thing to, you know, that's, that's a good argument for, for going for a mix to kind of replace that parbic type situation. If you, you know, if you need to reinvigorate your, your, uh, your, your product uh, mix and, and uh, you know, differentiates yourself from the, the, the Kroger bakery down the store, sort of down the street or something like that, that's right. right? Yeah, that's, that's fantastic. One of the aspects of customization, and, and it goes into talking to the customer ahead of time, is packaging. Um, mm -hmm. Another advantage is it's not just um, the scaling, but let's say we do custom batch packs. Um, I was going to ask you about that, yeah. Yeah, and, and when I say custom batch packs, I don't mean an eight-ounce bag. I mean, let's say, for instance, a 42-pound bag, okay, mm -hmm. where that's what – 42 pounds of this base should go into, you know, 600 pounds of flour, you know, a, a, a six bag sack or something. Six sack so sack so how, how small of a, what, what, what would you say is the smallest 
custom pack that you could reasonably we, do? I mean, we, you know, it always can be done, but reasonably. Right. Great but, question. For our uh, packaging type of base, it's usually around five pounds. You know, oh, that's so still like, pretty good. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Where because when you get much lower than that, you're really talking about specialty packaging and yep. mixing, which is not so much for the industrial uh, bakery um, because of the packaging and then. The then scale. you need a high speed line to make it worth sense, worthwhile. Otherwise, you're adding labor right. to scale. And it. most of the larger customers are not looking for something that is five pounds because they're. Yeah. Their base is going to be for multiple hundred pound flour doughs, let's mm-hmm. say. Okay? Yeah. So basically, um, a lot of times it comes out to be, you know, eight pounds, 10 ounces or something is what yeah. the formula is. But if you can for. make it a convenient pack size, like you said, so that now all they do is put, you know, 300 pounds of flour and a 42 pound bag of, of custom blend into the mixer and, you know, two pounds of yeast and uh, push the button for the water and Bob's your uncle, right? Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly right. Excellent. One, one last question for you, Al. And, um, uh, you know, in this, this day and age, there's always so much specialty stuff. And so I just wanted to, to touch on just so that um, we know what's, what's possible and, and things is that uh, specialty different product uh, things like, gluten-free or organic or non-GMO, do you address any of that or, or do these become too complicated for the facility and, and so on? Um, share us a little bit yeah. with us a little bit about that. We do. We, we, um, we don't openly solicit and we don't manufacture any gluten-free bases. But you mentioned organic. Uh, we do also manufacture a certified organic ingredients. Oh, fantastic. Um, some of our raw materials, our organic bread mate is, is, is becoming extremely popular and successful. And we do have the ability to do organic blend. I mean, or, organic is one of those things that lends itself to, uh, to, to, to customized bases, provided that that's not too many ingredients. Excellent. That's great. Well, thank you very much for your, your openness and your time. It's been very informative conversation. I really appreciate it. It's a great chance for me to get to know J&K a little deeper as well. Although, as I've said, we, we've had dealings before and uh, um, I knew a little bit about your company, but this has been really, really informative and, and understanding that world of, of pre-blending and, and concentrates and the opportunities that it can provide us in, in all types of situations um, and as we, we go forward and uh, hopefully have a wonderful uh, new year ahead for everybody. Right? Thank you, Mark. I really enjoyed working with you. This has been a pleasure. Uh, I appreciate the opportunity. Thanks for tuning in to Baked in Science again. My uh, guest I have here is Tomas Hoekstra. And Tomas is with uh, IREX. And uh, hello, Tomas. Please uh, tell us a little bit about IREX. Uh, good morning. Um, yeah, thank you for having me. Uh, yeah, uh, as you said, uh, my name is Thomas Hoekstra. I'm a technical sales manager for uh, Erex North America. We are a bakery ingredient company uh, from Germany. It's a it's a very old company. Uh, mm-hmm. We are founded in in 1856 uh, uh, by a master baker and a brewer. Uh, that's where the passion for malts comes from. I didn't That's, know it was that long. I mean, uh, I mean, I I trained in Germany when I was a little kid, and I was familiar with 
IREX from there, but I didn't realize it was that old of a company. That's fantastic. Yeah, the company is older than Canada, so that's pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah uh, that's, that's true. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, and yeah, we we are known as a as a partner for for the bakeries uh, for uh, uh, not only uh, ingredients but also creative ideas and and services that that we. Uh, um, that we give to our customers to help them make a better product, to convert products, to train. We uh, we produce sourdough, malts, malt products, uh, any combination of those, but also bread mixes, uh, cake mixes, uh, anything you can use in the bakery. Um, uh, we do uh, toppings and and of course custom blending for uh, uh, whatever is needed uh, by uh, uh, by customers. And uh, and yeah, we focus a little bit on on the more unique products. Um, so we have a great range or of of trendy uh, trendy products. Uh, we just launched a wellness line uh, that uh, that uh, has the added value of of the vitamins of uh, of things that are are good for you. So so we have mm-hmm. Active D. Uh, Body Plus, uh, Oat Love. The Active D, that's vitamin D, is it? That's vitamin D. Body yeah. Plus is, is fortified with um, uh, with uh, minerals and vitamins. And then the Oat Love is, uh, oats are, are naturally low in in, uh, uh, in glycogen. So it's, mm-hmm. it's very... Uh, beta-glucan too, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and then it's, it's just a, a great, uh, great range that you can try uh, to... Uh, to give a little bit extra, and of course, uh, we are here in Canada. Um, uh, definitely for the winter, we can all use some some vitamin D. So uh, <laughs> that, that ties in uh, very nicely with the, with the concept. Yeah. We're quite a large company. Uh, we have customers in more than ninety countries. Uh, we have locations uh, in twenty three countries worldwide. Um, oh, wow. Over twenty nine hundred employees mm-hmm. uh, all around the globe. Uh, of course, uh, from from sales to technical. Um, um, in North America, we we started in 2016, mm-hmm. um, officially as as Erex North America. Uh, we produce here in Brampton, Ontario, um, oh, as well as in Germany, and uh, and uh, it's is distributed all all across the U.S. and Canada from uh, from there, um, and from January. Last year, we are officially also in the U.S. as ERX USA out of Chicago. Nice. Yeah. Oh, nice! And it's, so and it's a family is... company, so it's it's just a, a tight knit group, um, short lines. It's a it's a really passionate baking company. Mm-hmm. Um, so, is Chicago a distribution point right now, or is is also blending being done? At the, at the moment, an office. Uh, okay, and cool. we uh, we blend uh, at the moment only in Brampton, Ontario. Okay. Yeah. 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 Um, and um, you you mentioned uh, like trendy things. Do you guys do gluten free as well? Uh, we do a lot of gluten free actually. Oh, so wow. we, we have a, a wide range of gluten free products from breads mm-hmm. to cakes to sponge cakes to uh, uh, bun bases, brownies, uh, muffins. That is um, fantastic. And, and, and the beauty of that is that when you when you get that product, it's 100% gluten-free. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. we do not produce that in Canada. That's produced in Germany uh, under strict 
supervision, uh, a lab testing uh, to make sure that it, it uh, complies with all the regulations that, uh, <laughs> that come into play when you start doing gluten-free. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it's, it's just an amazing product. And I've shown this product to non-gluten-free bakers and, and some couldn't even tell the difference uh, between good. the gluten-free That's... and the bread. It's uh, it's absolutely uh, stunning uh, what the <laughs> what the what the flavor profiles of the of the gluten free products are. It's challenging to formulate gluten free as it is, but when you have a product that that's good, that is that is incredible, right? And uh, um, I'll look forward to trying that hopefully soon one of these days. Uh, um, and so you're. Uh, um, let me uh, let me ask in, in that sense. So, from uh, you know, access to to products, is do you distribute directly, or do you work with distributors, or how is how what's the best way to get a hold of your stuff, so to speak? Uh, well, of course, it depends on customer location, uh, mm-hmm. but yeah, we do work with uh, with a large distribution network. Um, uh, but also, uh, there's we, we will always find a way to get the product to you. However, we, we need to do that. Uh, we, we will figure that out. Uh, I know that, that Canada is very large uh, and the U.S. Yeah. is very large. Uh, so if, uh, if we don't have a solution yet, we will find one. Uh, but mm-hmm. uh, we will always make sure that you can uh, get our product. Some amazing partners, uh, uh, partner cool. distributors yeah. along the way that uh, also are very excited about our products. So mm-hmm. um, uh, not only uh, we can help you, but, but they're... Their sales team has uh, has all the tools they need to uh, uh, to get you all the information too. Now, and you you did mention um, customization, um, so you you actually do do some custom blending. Is that is that focused on your ingredients, or um, you know can you know you know if if I came to you with a recipe and said you know I'd like you to blend this into a dry blend for me. Would that be something that Irex would would look at as a toll blender or something like that? We we don't really do that. We will always okay. uh, uh, use our own. It's products, about your product, uh, yeah. And okay. uh, but of course, depending on the needs of the customer, uh, when it comes mm-hmm. to their lines, to the to the uh, from shelf life to to uh, dough rheology to uh, whatever they need, mm-hmm. uh, we will formulate and and uh, and get them a, a product. Yeah. So we, well, have, we have in, so many great products. R&D, yeah, it would yeah. be uh, it would be hard to imagine that that they would have something that wouldn't include something from yours. So, I mean, you have so much to offer. Really appreciate you taking the time to chat with us. So, uh, there's so much going on with with Irex and and uh, like you know, I'm somewhat familiar with it because uh, as I told you about my background and and growing up in in Germany and and stuff like that and 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 training there. But you do different types of things. You do some of you, what you do is, is is like concentrated uh, things and some of the things are more complete. Can you share with us a little bit about that, how that kind of works? Like, do you see differences between bases and mixes and concentrates and, and stuff? Right? Yeah. Because a lot yeah. of it started with malt, as you say, and that's, that was, that was where I was for more. I, I, I grew up on Irex malt and X70. Yeah, so, so we have a couple of different ranges uh, that, that we carry. Um, uh, of course, for the bread side, we have from, from uh, complete mixes, so 100% mix, to bases. Uh, mm-hmm. That is a percentage on, uh, uh, on flour. And, uh, and from there out, we have all the different components. So flavor components uh, in aroma and taste. 
we have uh, some some more active ingredients like diastatic malts. Then we have improvers in all shapes and sizes, from freshness to uh, to specifics in in dough rheology, relaxers. I think uh, the range we carry at the moment is is very broad, and um, and with a with a combination of any of them, you can make some amazing products, some amazing tasting products, and definitely with with the clean label aspect of of uh, most of our range, mm-hmm. it really ties in with the with with what the trend is now in in baking. So using okay, multiple cool. flavors, don't use yep. colors. Uh, use natural colors out of roasted malts and and sourdoughs, um, and you don't and get the sulfites and things like that. Yeah. That that's and that's very important too, right? Mm-hmm. So and then of course, depending on your process, um, uh, we tailor the the improvers to specifics on that. So we have a, an improver for ciabatta, uh, which of mm-hmm. course is very good for the strength in uh, in bulk fermentation, and then we have. Uh, like a normal white bread has, of course, a different um, different improver. So you have some extra um, uh, final proof strength and and good oven ra- oven jump. And mm-hmm. so there's a couple of a uh, couple of different products we have for each application. Um, but the the most important thing I think is just a conversation with the customer and and find out what they need. Uh, we have a very well-trained sales team. Uh, one of the rules within Erex is that that everybody in contact with a customer has some kind of background in baking. Um, I was just going to say that everybody I've ever been in contact with from Irex has always had is either a baker or a pastry chef or something like that. You know, um, before and, being and I think the... it's it's so important that you speak the same language and, and also yeah. that that the. Uh, uh, if even if you're talking to a salesman, uh, it's very important that he also understands that we we don't want to show things that that you don't need, mm-hmm. uh, and and that's that's uh, and that's overall that that uh, adds to the happiness at the end of the day to the customer that yeah. um, uh, we are not trying to oversell it. Yes, it's definitely when it comes to ingredients when people are very aware and read labels it's very important that we're spot on uh, when it comes to what we what we use in our products and what we also put in the end product with the customer mm-hmm. and um, speaking of of needs and uh, help and, and things like that um, we're all anxiously awaiting our jab to, to come up now here at the as we we hopefully are nearing the end of the pandemic. And so the reason I, I I bring that part up is that a lot of us are still in some form of almost like lockdown, social distancing, and things like that. And this this is still creating a lot of challenges for bakeries in uh, not just in terms of if having customers but you know customers are still at least in this area they're starting to go out a lot more again and and purchasing but still within the bakery it still makes it challenging in that now if i can't give them enough hours they're better off staying on the syrup um and or you know just maybe they've moved on to something else and now i can't can't hire them back so i'm going to be short on staff um and or maybe i can't bring as many people in because they need to all be working six feet apart to keep their distance so that 
there, there's reduced the risk of, of contaminating each other and things like that. To my mind, I kind of see the uh, things like IREX mixes and things helping with this. Can you, can you tell us a little bit how you, you think that it, it, that it helps maybe a bakery with uh, dealing with pandemic situations of labor shortages and things like that? Yeah, it's it, what what we really see in the bakery market at the moment is that bakeries still want to make high quality, unique products. Yep. And mm-hmm. um, uh, some products are just a little bit complicated to make, so very uh, small scaling of of mm-hmm. uh, minor ingredients. Mm-hmm. So a, a bread basis and and bread mixes can definitely help uh, eliminating a lot of these uh, issues uh, that mm-hmm. that bakeries have with carrying um, uh, some ingredients that last them a year (laughs) Uh, Mm -hmm. because they use such small quantities. And um, using a bread bread mix or a bread base um, will also give you very consistent quality. Uh, There's there's no fluctuation in in the the end product, in the flavor, in the the workability. Uh, It goes uh, because it, it includes also improvers you can go through all the seasons uh, in a cold bakery, warm bakery. Um, it's it's very easy to work with and also easy for the staff to work with, which unfortunately, uh, if you have some staff that just just entered this beautiful baking profession, uh, mm-hmm. it's, it's easy enough to work with. And just the tolerance of the product um, is, is just very important on the back end of the bakery. Uh, but of course, uh, the... the you still want a couple of different products on the shelf. Yeah. And um, uh, so you, you want to have a nice diversity in your range and, and adding mm-hmm. just, just one nice bread that looks unique. Uh, we also have a couple of toppings. Um, so uh, just an, a unique topping, uh, the use of, of different ingredients. Uh, you can include a malt. Um, um, we, th- there's, there's a lot of options for bakers to, to show people that there there is growth in our in the bakery, even yeah, though and the pandemic uh, is happening, that that we're still having options here to to be unique in in our profession. And and I remember um, a very interesting shortcut you you showed us once. Um, you showed us the finished product, and you you told me that you made one dough. You you made one one big uh, bread dough. And then you divided it into was like maybe six different flavors, and you just you just threw it back each one back in the mixer with a different malt, and or a different two different blends of malts or something like that, and in a short period of time, from having made one dough, you now had six varieties of bread on the shelf, and yep. that didn't take up six hours of, of mixing and production time. It, it literally only took a few extra minutes. It's interesting how tolerant these things are to mix them into the dough. So you just mix your dough a little bit short, I presume, and then finish off those last two minutes of mixing with the malt flour in it. So that's, I and, mean, and that's, the, beauty, the beauty of malt is that it does not only change color, it also changes um, uh, texture, uh, and the flavor, flavor profile and, mm-hmm. and the crust, and and mm-hmm. I think that's uh, it's it's not just a singular ingredient that mm-hmm. uh, even though you use a very low percentage mm-hmm. on a on a basically a plain dough, 
uh, you mm -hmm. can completely transform it from one to another uh, by by adding one to two or three percent um, uh, to a, to a dough, and um, and just the enhancement, right? Everybody likes a crispy baguette. Uh, mm -hmm. <laughs> um, how often do we unfortunately see uh, uh, baguettes that that go limp? Uh, yeah, after a noodles. while <laughs> and uh and and just just one percent of malt can really enhance the crust um and and raise that flavor profile to to just a different level um and mm -hmm. and uh and and the use of a malt in in a croissant for instance um we can enhance butter flavor um uh, by just just using the the natural flavor profile of the malt, it enhances butter flavor. Well, what uh -huh, is the most uh -huh. important thing that we want in a croissant? That is, the butter has to come out. And and if you use real butter, you would like people to actually taste it. Well, now um, you're giving away my secret at the Cape Breton <laughs> farmers market. <laughs> I make I make croissants every Saturday for the farmers market and. That's that's been my secret. I I use uh, a small percentage of of the Irex diastatic malt in my dough because that's what I have found. Not only does it help feed the yeast, but it brings that buttery flavor out. It just uh, everybody just raves over these croissants and and says they've they've never had anything like it. And it's because of little things like that. And and, and, and it's you know, it's not always expensive. Mm -hmm. uh, exactly. Right? That's because exactly these, where I was going. It's like you, you don't then, need much to transform your product, and that's yeah. that's. I think um, uh, we we do see a lot of bakeries uh, reinventing themselves in this pandemic time. That uh, that that of course we the world has changed, so mm -hmm. we have to change too in the bakery uh, to see. Okay, uh, uh, how do I market my my product? Um, yep. uh, a lot of things went online. Uh, bakeries that are developing apps uh, to to uh, uh, pick up only to curbside service mm -hmm. to mm -hmm. uh, things change. So yeah. if you move to that um, to to those specific challenges, um, it's important to look at your company and say, okay, do we have the shelf life? So because people are not coming out that much anymore so can i make my bread last an extra day to help my customers at home to stay at home uh, that was very important in the beginning of the year how can i keep my bread crispy how do i package it you know a lot of yep. bakeries used to package it in paper but mm -hmm. we all know that paper is a challenge when it comes to uh, distribution and and mm -hmm. uh, from curbside pickup to to a uh, longer shelf life so all those all those different facets that we have to deal with now that we really didn't re uh, think about uh, in February last year, <laughs> we can really help with. And, and uh, uh, of course, we have uh, uh, bread mixes and bread bases that are ready to go with everything in it. Uh, a bakery needs to to diversify their their range or add a product. You could take you know two or three mixes and create your own sort of blend you know if you took 10 pounds of this and five of that and 15 of another and created your own bread from that that could be you know your your own 
TH Supreme or something, right? You know, um, and I mean, it, it just takes a little bit of creativity sometimes on on that behalf of the baker. Um, but I also like in like your title and and with anybody else sort of in your type of role that I've dealt with in, in IREX is that, you know, you call yourselves technical sales and where the, you know, you're not sales and technical um, and that you you guys provide the technical support as well. Is that correct? I mean, if, if I'm... Yeah you know, trying to create something with your malt and, and or one of your bases or something like that, you'll help give me some advice that I don't have to purchase that extra or anything, right? Well, it, you know, it's for us, it's very important that because it's it's such a large area to cover that, uh, uh, for instance, I'm, I'm in West Canada, mm-hmm. um, but I also look at part of the U.S. Uh, my mm-hmm. colleague in Quebec uh, looks after the Maritimes and, and mm-hmm. uh, Quebec. Um, um, and of course, he speaks French, which is a big plus too there. Yes, um, yeah. <laughs> That's how I got hired originally was to, <laughs> <laughs> was to look after Quebec and New Brunswick. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and, uh, but it's, it's very important that on the, on the ground, we have people that can identify uh, problems at the customer uh, that we can help from a technical side too. Uh, because of course we have our our R&D team at the office uh we have a, a, a highly skilled technical bakers uh that are that are working out of our office in Ontario mm-hmm. um but if we can already identify what needs to be done when we're at the customer and we're already face to face in the bakery and uh we can actually see the product feel the product and 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 also look at the way it's produced, ninety-five um, percent of the of the, the the challenges that a customer may have, we can fix right there. And if if that means that we have to uh, uh, bake with the customer at four a.m. on a Tuesday morning, uh, we will definitely do that because mm-hmm. that's uh, that that's part of the uh, that's part of the service, and that's the good thing that we're all bakers that we can actually. And, and that's key. I really think that's key, and that's important because I, um, having been in a similar role myself in the past, is that it is difficult for the customer to often describe what is actually happening, and and or their focus might be different, or they just don't have the the experience that somebody like yourself has on. You know, I, I mean, you sometimes you might walk into the bakery. And they're pulling their hair out and you see the line running in 10 minutes, you know exactly what the problem is, right? And you can you can fix it relatively quickly sometimes. And, and yeah, sure, you're their greatest hero in that moment. But that is also because of an accumulation of many, many years of experience and having done this in dozens, if not hundreds of times and, and things like that. And so it's a great service for IREX to, to have for your customers that they get all that experience and that knowledge and that support is all in that same package. That's that is and, that, and, that and is. we work really close together because we are a fairly short, uh, small team in North America. Uh, mm-hmm. Of course, worldwide we have an enormous team, um, but we often reach out for uh, for challenges to to our head office in Germany, uh, to our colleagues in the in in from from England to That's if beautiful. it's a specific. Persian yeah. product, and why aren't we talking to the team in in uh, in in the Middle East <laughs> to figure out how to <laughs> yeah. make a flatbread? Right, like yeah. it's it's yeah. all been done, 
and and also the the relationship um, the team at Erex has with with uh, uh, machine manufacturers, with with oven builders, with um, to really understand the technology that we can provide. <laughs> Uh, it's it's very important that that we also know how a, a line works, how to adjust um, things on the fly, uh, how to how mixers work internally, so we understand uh, uh, like the, the the degrees that a dough hook has to have, and and mm-hmm. um, all those all those little things that that are often overseen even by bakers who purchase <laughs> uh, machines. Um, yeah, we, we can of course always adjust the recipe, uh, but when when our technical team is there, we also see what kind of pans are you using, what kind of oven are you using, and and we can really tailor some service and some knowledge to yeah. to improving that side too. And as, as you know, as the title of this this podcast is you know baked in science, that this is all relative to the science of baking. I mean, that's it's it's not all necessarily about um, just when we say, you know, the science of baking is not just the the molecules and the ingredients. It's it's all of these interactions. It's understanding all of these parts of a whole. Um, and uh, it's it's fantastic to have a resource partner um, like Irex and and you uh, to be able to support us in that journey, right? Um, and uh, I, I, I know in my career, um, I know you and I, Thomas, have only just met a few months ago, um, virtually um, through this this pandemic and things like that. But I've I've had the opportunity to work with a variety of people from IREX over you know almost forty years, and uh, they've always been there to support me. And um, it's always a great opportunity to learn. I really appreciate your time coming on today. It's been fantastic chatting with you. Uh, is there anything else we haven't covered that that you want to add that you'd want to expand on? Maybe. Um, of course, it's it's great to work with you guys too, and and anything to get uh, this this beautiful uh, labor of love out to more people uh, that uh, that. We will always support that. And I think for bakers who are not uh, sure who we are and what we do, please visit our website, erecnorthamerica.com. All the information is there. We try to provide not only service, but also recipes. Uh, we just launched the eCampus, the ERX yes. eCampus, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, which is a very um, uh, high-quality webinar also interactive, so you can uh, mm-hmm. interact with the team in uh, it's it's uh, in Germany. Um, mm-hmm. It's monthly, and uh, it's it's just great information what they give you. The next one is about barbecue breads, so mm-hmm. we are very positive and looking forward yeah, to the yeah, upcoming year. That getting we can ready have for grilling breads. season. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. But uh, but yeah, it's it's just uh, it gives you some some nice ideas. Um, the previous one was about show breads, like decor mm-hmm. breads. Uh, and how to make those it's it's very um uh, it's very nice to to be able to provide those services to to a lot of our customers and uh, and just to because we can't physically be there at the moment uh, because of all the restrictions uh, we will always find a way around it to get you some information I noticed. Uh, I'm glad you mentioned that. I almost forgot about the the eCampus, and um, uh, I, I noticed that too that they're providing these in English as well as in German. So they're they're doing an English version and they do a German version. 
um, and they're at a really convenient time because they're they're at three o'clock uh, Central European time, I think, most of the time. Yes. And yes. Um, so it doesn't mean you have to get up in the middle of the night to watch this or something, right? I mean, it might be a little bit earlier on your end, right? But um, uh, yeah. it's, um, I'm, I'm, I'm only into my second coffee by then over here. Right? <laughs> yeah, so, so it's just great to also uh, uh, interact with customers online. We, of course, uh, are all hit by this. The whole industry is hit by this. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, normally bakers go to trade shows to see new concepts though so, so yeah. uh, we would like to show that in a different way now um, and also of course uh, uh, our team is still working so um, if there's if there's development if there's if there are projects um, uh, people want to work on this is this is the time that we can still do that even though mm-hmm. it's it's mm-hmm. often virtual um, yeah. uh, what we've done uh, in the last couple of months is, is uh, set up a, a Zoom call with the customers and send them bread ahead. And basically, we do the presentation live while they are tasting the bread in their meeting room. We are at Very our good. office mm-hmm. with the same products, and, and we do it like that. So it's uh, we all try to find a way around it <laughs> and, uh, yeah. and make sure that that we can still move forward. And, and You're like the... The, uh, you're, you're like the, the celebrity chefs of the food industry, sort of. I mean, um, my, my wife likes to watch uh, um, Ellen, and uh, Jose Andreas was, was, was on there the other day, and uh, he, he said he made her a cake, and he was sampling the cake in front of her on video while he was sitting in Washington, and she was in California, of course, and then she said, oh, hang on one second. And then they brought out a cake with one slice missing. <laughs> so it's, um, but, uh, you know, it just in a funny, different way, right? Um, but, it's it's uh, very interesting how these, how these times uh, change the way we work and, uh, mm-hmm. and, uh, and interact. And maybe you've seen this too, that's, that we can tell a lot by uh, just a, a picture in an email uh, and just looking mm-hmm. at the bread and, and how it looks. Um, so, so there's still technical work to be done there, but yeah, we, we are still bringing out our, our, our new products. Uh, we have not slowed down. We still want to make sure that, that people, even in a pandemic, because they are a little bit smarter in buying. So they, they mm-hmm. go out a little bit less. They, they buy a little bit more every time. So, um, they also want to be, be excited about new products. Um, and if if you don't have a lot of uh, new products for people to try, then then it's it's an easy upsell to say to a customer, hey, try yeah. this wonderful new uh, barbecue bread. So that's what why we started the the e campuses too, to, just to make sure that the bakers have the knowledge and and mm-hmm. uh, and of course and then they can just contact us to to get the products and make some exciting breads for the for the customers and keep them involved in what's happening in the bakeries and uh, everybody has seen a a wide loaf of bread or a whole wheat loaf of bread but um, (laughs) we can do a lot more with it well it's 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 great to have you see you guys supporting the the industry and as uh, i I hopefully uh, i hope to see more artisan bakeries growing uh, again in uh, north america in canada and the u.s Um, as you and i know with with canada being so big it's it's sort of it's very spread out kind of but there is there seems to be some stuff happening and i i feel like the the comfort that that brings uh, um, and the appreciation for these things is growing 
through the pandemic in its own way. Um, so I uh, appreciate you coming on. It's been fantastic chatting with you. If you need anything from IREX, uh, Thomas is your man out on the West Coast. And there's also support in Ontario, Quebec, and out of Chicago for uh, Midwest and Northeastern US. Um, so please do give them a shout. They're there ready to help you. Um, we highly endorse them. Thanks for everything, Thomas. We'll talk again soon. Take care. Thank you very much. Have a wonderful day. Well, thank you very much for listening, and I hope you enjoyed the conversations. As you could tell, there are a lot of possibilities to cover, and there is a whole lot more I wasn't able to squeeze in that we will save for another day. Don't forget to join us in the Baker Forum on bakerpedia.com for discussions, questions, answers, and innovations. Happy baking, everyone. <laughs>